0: You are listening to Practical and Woo by Mindset and Manifest. I'm your host, Eden, and I'm so excited to offer you this bonus series called the Calabra Series. This side series is a forum for us to meet interesting guests with unique perspectives and gifts discovered from lived experiences that are both practical and woo. Let's dive in. On this episode of the Collaborate series, I'd like to introduce you to Rodolfo De Rodolfo is a mentor, a leadership coach for Tony Robbins, and a practitioner of Andean shamanism. Over the past 12 years, Rodolfo has helped tens of thousands of committed men and women conquer fears and find their bliss. His mission blossomed out of his own desire and commitment to overcome adversity and choices he was making in his own life. Rodolfo uses a 3,500 year old shamanic practice in both his life and his client work. It is this very practice that radically changed his own life forever. Rodolfo's mission is to help guide people to change their lives and find their bliss by combining modern strategies with ancient practices and philosophies. Hello, Rodolfo. Thank you so much for joining me on the Calabra series by Practical and Wu. I am so excited to have you here talking about your hero's journey, your diving into Buddhist practice, Andean and Amazonian shamanism, and all of the above. Um, I think I lost you for a second, but you seem to be back now.
1: I should be I should be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm super excited to be here, Eden. I'll tell you the honest truth. So I was looking forward to this and we're finally doing this. So I can't wait to see where it all goes today.
0: Yes, me too. I would love it if we could dive in to, you know, share with the audience about how you came to find Buddhist practice, how you came to find shamanism, and just the path that led you here with us today.
1: Oh, it'd be awesome to share this. Um, look, uh, it, I think I think it was a long journey, right? I gotta honestly say. I mean, Buddhist practice, shamanism, all of that. I think they were they were they became my way out i guess from where i was in my life at 41 years old right so my life started very early as being given away by my mother at six uh, months old and you know that whole ordeal of me trying to find myself at the young age because i always had to fit in with another foster parents and so and so on and so forth you know i since a young age i was wasn't unsure, I was unsure who I was. Mm-hmm. And so that search um, got me to eventually come to a point, come to a place in my life where I had completely lost myself. But now I wasn't a kid anymore, I was 41. And I think um, Buddhism and Shamanism became a vehicle for me to be here with you today. And so I guess they came at different stages the first the first um approach to buddhism i was 23 years old and i felt a calling for it yet i was um how should i say i wasn't i wasn't um brave enough to follow through because of the fear of what others will think about me right if i'm going to check out a buddhist you know info evening what are my friends going to say you know so i i, I let it be until I guess when my de- depression and anxiety got so so strong, and and I needed to find a place where where I could get a little bit of peace, and we moved into a, an area where a Buddhist temple was literally, you know, like a, a three minute drive, which is unbelievable, um, and, and and kind of divine timing, and I guess that's where where I found a little bit of peace, but you know. Eventually, I had to find rock bottom, and you know, with with a um, attempt to suicide at, in 2010, and then from there, I guess, through Buddhism, through modern practices, but definitely through ancient shamanism uh, practice. And um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're gonna go deeper into those those places today as we chat together. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the journey that over the last 13 years I have been on. Um, as a philosophy, Buddhism has been, you know, very impactful yet. I only understood Buddhism when I started to practice shamanism, the moment where I was able to dive into those deepest parts of myself that I had to, to be able to heal and grow and become the person that I'm striving to be, um, I eventually started to understand what Buddhism was all about. All the things that I was reading, all the things I was hearing. Um, they really came, you know, to be understood. I guess I had knowledge about them, but eventually became wisdom because now I really was connecting with the teachings and so on, because I had to do it. Uh, it wasn't just about reading it, it was about doing it and, and embodying them into my life. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Oh my goodness. That's so profound. And also thank you for sharing so vulnerably your story and your journey. And I'm very much looking forward to diving into the nooks and crannies of that exploration for sure. I also heard you say that so. you not sort of, there was a sort of a lost self or a lost identity piece And I really resonate with that, that sense of this thing keeps trying to call me, but I don't know who I am. I keep trying to avoid it. I don't want to do it. And that's such a common thing, I think, especially when being invited to explore yourself spiritually. There's often a a, a denial (laughs) of the unknown at first. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean...
0: You know, I realized
1: eventually that, you know, I mean, you're much younger than me, but I arrived at 41 years old realizing that I was, I was always being fake. I have always been fake, right? This persona that I was putting out in the front was only a defense mechanism because I was afraid. I didn't know who I was, but also, you know, I was craving so much love that I didn't receive when I was little. Because I always had to fit in, right? They, I changed. I think it were four different families, so three families plus, um, so three foster parents plus one, um, auntie and uncle that I grew up with, and I always had to fit in. You know, I always had to find my space into someone's house, amongst other kids, a mother amongst other two, um, uh, toys that weren't mine. And so I needed to make a transaction. This I learned to to do this invisible transaction. I'm I'm a nice person. I'm loving you so much. I'm gonna help you all the time, but it wasn't honest. It was only a transaction for me to get what I needed to be able to fill the void. Now, when I when you do that as a kid, obviously you're trying to survive. Now, when you arrive at your, you know, your late teens, twenties, thirties, forties. Now you have a problem because I was a people pleaser. You know, do you want to go out? Yeah. Do you want to do this? Yes. You want to go and eat that? Yeah, absolutely. It was always yes, yes, yes. Because the fear of being alone or left behind was so much that I would never allow myself to be authentic. I didn't even know who I was really to be authentic, but I would never allow myself to say no because I would say, Wow, well, if I say no tomorrow or in a week's time, they ain't gonna call me anymore, right? Because they're gonna be, they're gonna be offended, they're gonna be hurt and blah, blah, blah. And I can't do that. Right? I would oftentimes, even in my business, I would oftentimes not answer the phone. If someone will call me to give me a new job, a new contract, a new thing and I knew that I was busy for the next three, four days, so I wasn't able to fulfill what they wanted right away, I would never answer the call. And they would pester me calling me back to get me, and I prefer them to see me as an absolute idiot than not as a person who couldn't help them right away. Mm. So for me, that people-pleasing was, you know, number one thing. And um, I realized, wow, who is this person, you know? And then that voice that popped up into my head that said, there has to be more to life than misery. I, I guess that was my way of, oh, yeah, there has to be more life than misery, because these other people, my wife, at that, mo- at that exact moment, she was laughing hysterically because she was watching a show and she burst out laughing while I, I was farewelling her mentally as I'm approaching the end of my life. And at that moment, that, the voice came up. There has to be more to life than misery. Because someone else is having a little time of, of their life and I'm about to end mine. And so I guess it became the quest of finding what is that? I want to know what that is, right? And I guess that's the moment I answered the call, like you were saying before, right? I That, that call was ringing for years, probably 30 years, 40 years of my life. And I always neglected it because I was afraid. And yet that moment was the moment where I said, you know what, here we go. I got to answer this call. It's for me, you know? Um, and now, you know, probably many... Want to hear, well, I answered the call and then boom, the sun shined and everything was, you know, happily ever after. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't go that way, right? I, I'm, I'm sure you know that. Life isn't that way. Life is, is a journey. But it's also about a destination. Because oftentimes people say, yeah, just enjoy the journey, right? Of course, we've got to enjoy the journey. Yet, where are we going, right? When people come and work with me, that's the first thing I want, to, I want to ask. Where are we going? If you and I go on a journey now, where are we going? Where are you going to bring me? But even more important, who is going to bring me there? Mm-hmm. Because the person you are today ain't going to get you where you want to go. It's just not going to happen. So who do you need to become to get us there, right? It's an outer and an inner journey, two journeys at the same time. Often, people go on this, you know, journey, this external goal setting thing that we hear all the time, every day on social media, anywhere, right? Set your goals, and you're gonna, you know, turn your dreams into reality. Blah, blah, blah. The unfortunate part about it is that people are so much in pain. Most people in the world are in pain, and I'm not, I'm not overshooting this, especially in these times. And so the goal becomes a way to fill the void, that big void that that most people have. And so they do whatever it takes to go to this thing, whatever that might be, buy a new car, buy a new house, get a promotion, whatever, make a million dollars, whatever that is, lose 50 kilos, 40 pounds, whatever. But it's a way to fill the void. And so when they arrive there, they accomplish that. that feeling that they are craving only lasts very short. depending on the magnitude of the goal, it can last an hour or it can last a day, maybe a week. I remember when I bought my you know car when I, when our company was successful, you know, I paid three hundred thousand dollars for that car. a week. <laughs> <Like> a week. <laughs> and then it was it was, you know what I drive. It is what it is, right? And so what do I do then? Now it's like, oh, God, there is still a void. This car didn't fix it. The promotion didn't fix it. The house didn't fix it. The kids didn't fix it. The the, 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 the picket fence didn't fix it. So what's the next thing? And so we, we live you know, in a world where most people spin their wheels all day, all day, all day, spinning their wheels. Next thing, next thing. Oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Yet when we find who we are... When we reconnect with who we are, once we get out of the office and we get into home, then all of a sudden the goal might not change, but it's a different person going towards there. And so the goal does not become something to fill the void, but the goal now is something that represents who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's a completely different life. That's a fulfilling life. That's accepting anything that life has for you and whatever it brings. And so I guess my journey over the last 13 years now has been how to get from where I was, looking at a rope, to living life this way. Mm -hmm. And trust me, my life isn't free of any challenges. Along the way, we lost our seven-figure business. We had to let go of 40 people. My wife went through breast cancer. My life isn't free of any challenges like yours is, like anyone's. Yet what I am able to do differently today is to see what it is and to acknowledge and accept what it is and still not get away from who I want to become, but also know very clearly where I want to go, not to fill my void or the void, but to represent who I want to live as. Mm -hmm. You know, so that is the difference between how it used to be and how and how it is today.
0: It's a a matter Uh, of building that resiliency in obstacle uh, in being able to navigate your life. uh, And I really resonate with a lot of your nuggets that you dropped in. Oh, my goodness. There's so much meaty goodness to (laughs) sink your teeth into. Into what you just shared from even that moment that you were able to catch yourself and say, what is, what is life without misery or does it have to be this miserable? And I'm paraphrasing now um, mm-hmm. to be able to make that choice not to move forward with your choice to leave this earth. And I'm so glad you didn't. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) I am glad too. Thank you. you.
0: (laughs) Like there is so much, there's so much courage in that moment. And I, I really resonate with that experience. In fact, one of my most recent or one of my podcast episodes is really about, um, that first journal entry that I wrote where I decided to survive. Like I really decided to survive and I can reflect back to that moment and see how much I've grown and where it felt like I was at the bottom of a well, how much I feel like I'm at the top of the well with my feet in the grass And the contrast between even just like the feelingscape of those two experiences is so real and tangible. My ability to see back to the person I was when I made that choice. And Mm -hmm. I agree that I, the person I am today is the person who got me to where I am right now. And it couldn't have been that person that I was then. And though I still know her as a friend almost. And she is not me. My curiosity, how do you resonate with that? Like, do you ever look back at these these, these life experiences or these feeling senses and how different your life feels? I'm curious yeah. to know how that's unfolded for you.
1: <laughs> I, I, that, I find this to be a terrific question. I always say to people, you know, my programs called Life Artist Mastery, and I and I and, and hold shamanic retreats. And at both audiences, if you wish, I I always ask, I tell, or ask to do the same thing: to never forget where you come from. I believe today, twenty twenty three, and my journey started twenty ten. I believe that my anxiety, my sexual abuse, my depression, my fears of anything, my feeling of abandonment, my, goodness, rejections became my biggest teachers. And when I feel a certain way, it's like a book. I'm going back into the old chapters and check on that person. Because that person learned a language. Today I call that a language. When a new client's come in, or someone reaches out and tells me their story, it's like, it's you know, I'm pretty sure you do the same. Someone, someone tells you something that resonates with you. It's like, oh, I know this. Not only I know, I feel you, because I am you. There's an ancient way, um, the Mayas. I used to have this, this saying which which goes in la kecha la kin, which means I am another yourself. Mm. And I found to be so powerful because the moment we stop rejecting the parts of ourselves that we might not have liked, not only do we become whole, but now we become wise. And later in our life, we will not just be another old person, but will be an elder, which is a complete different story. Mm. Now we will be able to share a message. Now we will be able to leave something behind. And I don't believe in legacy and all of that because, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you're gone. Nobody remembers a part of you being on, you know, I'm not talking the Plato's of the world or the Socrates over the world in the books and all of that, but as a normal normal human being, you know, how long are we going to stay behind? That will def- depend on the message, on the message we, we will be able to share. Mm. You and I here I are sharing a message. Do they listen to it? Do they not listen to it? that is completely out of our control but what we both want to th- strive is that maybe not the 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 whole episode might not be impactful but with one phrase impactful mm. one sentence one thing that someone will move away from the you know takes off its earplugs or or in the car and stops the podcast and says wow okay i I think I got to make a change. Oh, I think I want to try that out. Oh, this sounds like something I should do. Oh, I'm not that different than those people. I am the same as those people. They they are the same as me, right? The impact we want to bring is not hey, how many likes we're gonna get, how many downloads and whatever. How many lives can we impact together? You and I together today. Mm-hmm. That is, that is the, main, the main thing of why I do these talks. You know, together, why are we doing this? What is the intention? Another things I ask my, my, my clients, what is your intention for starting this journey? People who come to my retreats, most people come in fear because they don't know what's going to happen, right? It's like what you said at the beginning of the, of the call, right? You, you answer the call, but you're afraid because you don't know what's next. Right, I always tell them, what is your intention? Why do you want to do this, right? And I, I think that is the moment where where everything changes. There's a reason, it, and it's not, hey, I, I hope I get a like or whatever, but it, it, it's bigger than that. You know, one of my mentors, Tai Lopez, back in 2013, uh, 2012, 13, we were playing basketball in the Hollywood Hills where he was living there at the moment, at the time. And he asked me, have you ever done this funeral test? And I was like, funeral test? I'm like, hmm, I don't think so, because you should. How many people will come to your funeral because of the impact you had in their life? How many? Not how many comes because they want to show up and be seen by someone else, but how many people will truly come because you did something for them, you impacted them, and not only, but a month, a year, ten years from that from that moment, they will something will happen and they say, "Oh, oh man, that Rodolfo guy. Oh man, yeah, that guy. Oh, how many? Right?" And he and he always asked me. Ask and do that funeral test every single month. Ask yourself, how many people will come to my funeral because of how I impacted their life or because how I made them laugh or because whatever I said, right? And I think, you know, I feel that when we are in pain, when we go through a challenge, depression, anxiety, feeling lost, All of those things, we're stuck. We don't know what to do. You know, there's a part of us that becomes very selfish. Mm -hmm. And now it becomes all about us. You know, who is going to see me? Who's going to tell me the word that that I need to hear? Who's going to tell you I love you? Who's going to tell you, hey, you're a good person? Who's going to tell you all of that? You know, we make it all about ourselves, And all of a sudden, we crave so much. We're constantly perpetrating a role. And the more you do that, the more lost you go. Or you get right. Well, at the moment we turn that from me to we, what can, it's like Kennedy, right? Don't ask what the country can do for you, but what can you do for the country? Now, don't ask what we can do for you know what my family can do for me. My my wife can do for me, but what can I do for her? All right? In 2017, my marriage was nearly gone literally on a on a on a thread i left home already and then i had to i had to realize well hang on a second why is this marriage not working well maybe i have too many expectations maybe i want her to be in a way so i can be comfortable that ain't gonna work right? and that moment was i remember uh, talking to a friend of mine in l.a uh, I was I was staying over there for a little while before going down to Peru again, and I said, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm this and that, and my wife here and that." And and he, and he told me something super direct, and he said, "You know what, Rodolfo, I'm done with hearing about it. You got two choices: you either do something, or you leave. Period. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> you know." And I was like, "Oh shoot, okay, I guess." And then the question popped up, which is also a question that I now ask all all the time myself, but also my client, the people I'm called to serve, is how much does this matter to you? Mm -hmm. Whatever you are doing, how much does it matter to you, really? Not to your friends, not to your family, not to your colleagues, not not to the world, but to you. How much does it matter to you? And for me, that that moment, how much does this marriage matter to me? And I found that it did matter. It actually did matter a lot. But I knew that I was half of the cause of why it wasn't it wasn't working. We both wanted each of us to change in a way for our world to become livable, and that doesn't work, right? Because now we're living in expectation rather than appreciation. We entered this crazy-ass transaction. And so that moment was, okay, what can I do for her? Mm -hmm. How can I see her better? How can I listen more? How can I be more attentive? How can I give her the time she needs? Right. And again, it wasn't sunshine and rainbows on day two. (laughs) I took some work. But today our relationship is... A really, really beautiful relationship. Mm.
0: Um, that- and, I, and it must, I, or I'm sus- sensing or suspecting that in some ways, it even potentially got stronger through oh, absolutely the, the effort, yeah. right? And when yeah. you have expectation, there is often a need for instant gratification as well, where you're just, your needs are constantly met. And, and met again, meet my needs, meet my needs, meet my needs. And uh, that gets very old very fast and very boring very fast. And tiring. And to the point that you almost get like an addiction where you become so desensitized to having your needs met all the time that life feels really dull and bleak and boring. And I am recalling in a different part of this conversation, you mentioning how all of the things that you went through traumatic um traumatic incredibly traumatic and and terrible experiences to some people might say like oh my gosh like I would never want to experience that and yet you've managed to create this life artistry and become a life artist as you like to say with it to derive meaning out of your existence, meaning out of your purpose. And I think that is so brave and courageous and is a key to leading and living a fulfilling life because you know how to regulate and manage yourself even through the most petrifying storms. You know...
1: I I think one of the things that really helps me do that, what you just said, is acknowledging the way I feel, Mm -hmm. what I know, what I don't know, when to ask for help, and all of those things. I was never able to do that. I was never afraid before. I was always afraid I always knew everything I knew nothing (laughs) not that I know more now but then I definitely didn't know anything I never needed anybody where it was completely the contrary today when a challenge hit when something happens I ask myself those questions okay why is this perfect for me now Mm. Why is this perfect for me now? I remember when we lost our business. It was a Tuesday, and we walked out of courtroom. We lost everything. we We had a law firm that told us that we had a case, and so we put all of our savings into the lo- into the court case. And you know this the verdict was we lost. And so not only did we lose our business, but we also had lost all of our savings. You know, we had to call 40 people to tell them to not come to work anymore, blah, 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 all of that. And then on the Thursday, we went to a random checkup for my wife to get her results back, as we did every single year. And on that that evening, 6.30 on a Thursday night, just wounded by what just happened, we're sitting in that office and she says, Grace, you have cancer. And you know, there is a moment where everything, you know, the matrix, when, when he dodges the bullet and everything goes, goes super slow motion, that's exactly how it felt. The old me would have just shown a bravado and, you know, I'm unaffected by this, blah, 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 all of that, and literally crumbling inside. With the new me... We walked outside. We were in the middle, you know, it was evening already. So everybody left. Our car was in the middle of the parking lot. So we walk in there. We, we were completely shocked. And I can't even fathom how Grace was feeling, Grace and my wife. Mm-hmm. But I know, you know, we were both in a bad place, but her even more than me, obviously. And I remember I opened the door of the car to let her in. And um, and and she looked at me and and she said, why me? And I I just hugged her. And I said, you know what? I know you're scared, and I'm scared too. I know you don't know what to do, and I have no clue either. But one thing I do know, and that is that we will get through this. All you got to do is hold on. It's going to get rocky. It's going to get shaky. But you just hold on, and we're going to get out of this. And we embarked on this healing journey for herself. It was a humbling experience. I didn't know what. I didn't know how. But the question then became, why is this perfect for me now? Why is this perfect for me? Why is Grace's cancer perfect for us right now? And Grace is cancer-free. It was cancer-free after a very short time. We put all of the knowledge I had and we had. We put it all in there um and i know that that moment changed our lives Mm. you know she works with women who just get diagnosed with cancer and helps them through that first phase i now work with you know people who feel lost stuck don't know what's next but they know there is more and are ready to go on a powerful journey Mm -hmm. and that would never have happened if our business didn't collapse and trust me i wish it didn't in a way because you know so much comes from it but without that you and i again wouldn't be here so i guess sometimes we need to make a change and we do not answer that call and then life will take the will take charge <laughs> and then it will make it happen right well, you're not answering, you're not hearing, you're not listening, you should be losing weight, you should be doing this, you should take care of your relationship, you should, you should, 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 you ain't doing this, cool, let me take care of this real quick. And then, boom. And then you're left with, you know, a bunch of debris which you have to sort out again and you've got to put your puzzle back together to, to find yourself. But I think that's the most beautiful part of life. Mm-hmm. Find yourself, who, are, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, who am i because the moment we know who we are we can do anything right if you are lost even the weather being you know a little bit yucky you, you're freaking out but if you're home if you're home and even if it's cold but you're home you're good right it's raining outside yeah it is what it is i'm good in here it's 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 you know 40 degrees outside super sunny and whatever 110 in the u.s right i'm good Aircon is on right important is to go home mm-hmm. home, and and ask ourselves why is this why is what is happening perfect for me what am i not hearing what am i not seeing what adjustment do i need to make mm-hmm. you know what thank yous do i need to say what sorry should i should i say right now right all of those little things that we forget we take things for granted all right i had a client just yesterday coming back after a week two weeks and you know two weeks ago we talked about this interaction he had with a gentleman at, at his bowling club and he was kind of abrupt and this that the other yes the other gentleman was a little bit of a of a you know of a you know, particular person, he got annoyed and he retaliated. And since he couldn't sleep, he couldn't, he felt restless and whatever. We had a chat. We we gave him some guidance. Came back yesterday, newborn man. Not only, 64 years old. Super inspiring to me because at 64, is still trying to become the person he always was meant to be. And he said, man, you know what? I never th- thought I would do that. I went there, shook his hand. I said, sorry, I could have done that better. And I'm really apologizing about that. Listen, it wasn't about you. It was about me. So if there is anything I can do for you, I am here. Pat on the shoulder. See you later. Mm -hmm. It's the moment we take responsibility, the ability to respond to whatever is happening. Mm -hmm. Depression, anxiety, feeling lost, stuck. It's nothing else but a signal, nothing else than a little light in our dashboard that says, hey, you're not broken. You know, it's like the car. Hey, you're not broken. You just got to put some fuel. Hey, the car isn't broken. You just got to add some oil. That's OK, no, no, no panic. Life does that with us as well. Rodolfo, you're not broken. You just need to address some things. And don't throw your life away. Don't be angry all the time. Don't judge everybody. Don't blame everybody. Don't re- regret. Don't grieve. Don't do all of these things because it's all a heavy burden you're carrying around with you and it's your, you know, your knees are already buckling. Maybe it's time to take some bricks out. Perhaps it's time to put down the backpack, you know. I think that's for me what what has changed um, the view on life and, and obviously the, with the help of great teachers, Is you know practices again we were talking about buddhism but shamanism definitely changed my life now going into your soul in the middle of the jungle in peru you're served you drink and you journey into the abyss of your soul Mm -hmm. go and see who is there where is that little wounded kid where is that little beautiful bright light that you are we all have it we all got it and so to your question, you know, do you go back and revisit your old self? Oh, my goodness, do I do? Because that person has the lessons. That person can guide me. That person is humble. And I might lose my humility every so often. But that person knows how it felt, what it needed to be done, the adjustments and so on. So, yeah, never forget where you come from. Because... You know, when we can lost sometimes, and we all do at times, it's okay. Um, We're just going to go a page back, two pages back, maybe a chapter, maybe three chapters, maybe the whole book, start again. It's all written in there because we wrote it.
0: Mm-hmm. Nobody
1: wrote it for us. We wrote the book. And so why not go back and, <laughs> and revisit, right?
0: And we continue to write it moving forward. As right? How- I was wondering if you could offer some guidance or your perspective on how people can find bliss and fulfillment in their lives. Because this spiritual journey, the hero's journey in particular, not everyone signs up for it. And when you do, it can feel really intense. At some point, you feel, at least in my experience, like, an alchemist or a magician and you get this sort of these downloads from these places that you don't know really where it's from but it inspires me and empowers me to move forward and to create my life and I'm of the mindset that physical experience and and navigating life with all five of your senses is an deeply important part of the human experience and a lot of spiritualists try to disassociate from the physical physicality of even the material world and I'm of the mindset that it's all spiritual and that having the business success and the the really deep relationship and all of the money and freedom and travel and all of it is those are all important goals in terms of living in the amenities of the universe while you're here on earth and i was curious to know if you had any insight and some positive perspective on living a fulfilling life and some tangible takeaways for the audience as well
1: such a great question oh my god um i wish i had questions like that when i was your age (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh my goodness um fulfillment I, I love that word you know many thrive for happiness imagine living a life happy and living a life fulfilled Right? people say i want to be more happy okay uh, siri tell me a joke you're happy <laughs> Right? Are you happy
0: now? Awesome, right? Can what you tell me I want I want to hear the joke. The <laughs> <No.
1: laughs> series is not here right now. <laughs> 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 but that's the way, right? I want to be happy. Be cool. I mean like I make you laugh. Now you happy? Awesome. Is life done? No. Cuz now you're going to be happy again, right? We're constantly looking for that happiness, right? Which is beautiful, but it's, it's lukewarm water. Fulfillment is a complete different ball game. Fulfillment, you, can, you feel fulfilled in any situation, ups, downs, sideways, whatever happens, you're fulfilled. And I believe fulfillment happens when you reconnect with yourself. Again, what matters to me? Not my wife, my husband, my, my kids, my colleagues, my the world, social media, but me, what matters to me? You know what is that thing that raises my beat just slightly a little bit, makes me feel all fuzzy, mm. like, oh my God, that lo- oh my goodness, thank you, thank you, thank you. right that moment where where you feel... Safe, you feel, you, you feel truthful, you feel authentic, you have integrity. That moment where you look around and you say, You know what? Oh my goodness, I got a journey in front of me and it's messy. How will I get through this? Oh man, I don't know, but I will because this is for me, it's going to bring me to who I want to become. That is my old self over there. I can see my old self again. Don't forget where you come from. But I can see my new self. And the only person can bring me there is me. And so what matters to me? Does this job matter to me? Does this job really make... What is this job for me? This relationship? Am I being in this relationship for which reason? Is it a good relationship? Can I do more? Can I bring more? To my kids, am I a good parent? Can I do more? What would I I wish when I was a kid? What did I wish I had? Am I giving that to my friends? What kind of friends am I? Am I the friend that reaches out when he wants something and then he disappears? Or am I there? Did you say, you know what? I don't have time to chat but i was just thinking about you and you know what i love you click all of those things that is the fulfillment that life is listen i had the million dollars i had the cars i had everything and trust me i still believe it's a great place to be right yet the first phase of my journey got me to go on an outer journey i got a coach i ditched my psychologist i ditched all of the other things and i got a coach and the coach got me to got me on an outer journey my my business just skyrocketed i'm like whoa 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 this is amazing am i anxious no am i depressed no way i'm freaking drinking don i got 40 people 50 people in my house having freaking parties i got cars i got um, wife everybody oh it's good 40 people working for us oh my god i'm arrived yeah that, that that lasted a year and a half and then i felt more depressed and more anxious than i ever have felt ever that was a moment i called my coach and said hey you got gonna help me real quick because i'm going backwards i have no idea why please 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 help me because i'm Destroying my company, I'm doing all of the things that, I'm, that I shouldn't be doing, and blah, blah, blah. My life is ca- collapsing. Mm. She tried. I'll oh, do this and do that and do the, this one and do that strategy and this strategy. Nothing worked. Why? Because I now needed to go on an inner journey. I should have gone on an inner journey first and then the outer journey. Or at least doing like I do now with people together where are we going who is bringing me there
0: Mm -hmm. that is so so for me
1: that right right where are we going who's bringing me there because you ain't gonna bring me there right so you gotta become the person that is when shamanism came into my life right time like we said at the beginning of the show right divine timing Mm -hmm. it's a thing the moment we open our ears our heart, our eyes, our awareness, we see what is around us. If we are closed in, in protective mode, we ain't going to see nothing. And all that we're going to do is to fill a void that is within. So you ain't going to be authentic. You ain't going to have integrity. You ain't going to do all of that. So how do you get fulfillment? Open up, right? People talk about boundaries. Oh, you can to have boundaries. You're going to have all these boundaries because, you know, people are going to walk all over you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, imagine a boundary being a wall. That means that if you don't want to be walked over, you're going to build a wall around you. Cool? How far is that wall going to be from you? One foot, two foot, three feet, five feet? One meter, two meters? How far? Cool. Now you decided. Now let's build this wall, your boundary, this sacred thing. Cool. Now people can't come in, but guess what? You ain't going out either. So what's, what's the win-win situation? There's no win-win situation. Now you're trapped. Stuff these boundaries. Be authentic. People will not see you for your size. They will recognize you by your depth.
0: Wow. That needs to and- be on a shirt, that one. <laughs> 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 right? Rodolfo A Completely worked. different game. Seriously. Different game. It really the is. The film is that, right? I love what you say about the inner and outer journey together, or inner first, then outer. Either either way, and you can see, um, in child stars, child stars mm-hmm. who get thrusted into the spotlight, often that expansion of energy of holding such huge containers of being so visible is what exacerbates their inability or or their unlearned inner journey or yet to be learned in journey and then a lot of them have to solve or melt in front of these huge audiences which can exacerbate that process of becoming as well and and many of them don't make it And so Mm -hmm. the things that we want, the energy that we're inviting into our life in the form of all of our desires, as you said, the person you are today isn't the person who will have those things you are desiring. And it's that way because there needs to be an alchemical transformation of self in order to be able to hold those things without being amplified by them so that all of your issues then are smack worse And exaggerated in your face. Do you feel that your experience of life has mirrored that conceptualization or showcased that energetic working?
1: Of striving what others do and
0: say and all that? Is that what you mean? Um, I mean like the success or striving for the outer journey without doing the inner work Often oh yeah, makes it more difficult or it amplifies your void is the word that you yeah. used in the yeah. in the beginning of this conversation
1: 100 yeah. percent that's like I said earlier, right People go on an outer journey to feel a certain way if they would know now the way i wouldn't want to feel, okay okay, I want to make a million dollars right I want to lose. 45 pounds 20 kilos 10 kilos i wanna i wanna whatever it is wanna buy a new car new home this that the other whatever awesome cool why oh because no 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 why how do you want to feel when you go there what is it that you want to feel oh you know i want to feel this feeling of accomplishment. I want to feel like I feel like I arrived. Uh, I feel like oh my goodness, you know, now now I'm kind of someone really cool. What if you never get there? Oh, that will be tragic. Awesome. So let's look for the real feeling. Not 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 this upper here. When I wanted to be successful, I wanted to be successful because I wanted to buy a house. I want to buy a house. Want to have a lot of money, want to buy a nice car, take care of my wife, right? Don't have kids, so I can't say put him in a good school. But all of these things, and anyone listening to me, they will listen to me in a very, oh, wow, this is, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, no, I get that. House, yeah, of course. Take care of your wife. Yeah, absolutely. This is beautiful. It was bullshit. It's bullshit. That's the first layer of why we want to do whatever. You don't know what the real layer is? Usually it's seven level deep, six levels deep. It's proving my parents wrong. <laughs> That's why if I fucking get up every single morning to <laughs> prove my parents <laughs> wrong because they would always tell me nothing good will ever come from you. That's as simple as that. Now, that intention, that why, onto why you're going to embark on a journey is a completely different fire than, oh, I want to lose weight because I want to look good in my clothing. Today you ain't going to get up. Uh, It's okay. I'll try again tomorrow. But if you have a big why, the real why, if you can discover, uncover your real why of you doing anything, you'll get up every single morning with thriving. You'll run for it. Mm. Because... That is a complete different thing. So for me, going to the outer journey, getting the car, getting the money, getting all of that, it felt really good, right? Mm-hmm. I arrived, I remember, <laughs> that is so funny you ask that question. I remember driving out of Mercedes and the guy that gave us the loan, you know, the lease, said, man, you have arrived, man. <laughs> I never forget. His name was Terence. said, brother, have arrived and i'm like yeah man Uh, um i'm arrived i know today the moment i say i arrived i know that i haven't even started the journey right you were talking about spirituality just earlier what we have here is spirituality often the new pseudo spirituality you know, oh, let's have who has the bigger mala beads, right? Who's got the bigger mala beads? Who's got the 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 the, the most colorful clothing? That ain't spirituality, trust me. Because that is only usually spirituality when life is good. I'm good. I'm good. Do I want to take care of my life? Do I take responsibility? Nah. I'm just gonna share a ten pen a house with ten people. So I have to take very little responsibility for my life. Everything is going to be shared. We're all going to sing Kumbaya and we're all going to be good. That ain't spirituality. I'm sorry. Spirituality (laughs) is getting up in the morning and make things happen. Visualize your life. Who do we want to be? What do you stand for? Go and make it happen. Through ups and downs Mm -hmm. and do not stop.
0: I'm feeling called that is
1: spirituality right
0: yeah totally I'm feeling called to crack open the proving your parents wrong intention because that's still for Mm. the other person so if that's what someone arrived at I would venture to invite them to go even deeper okay but what about you Mm. what do you desire truly from that experience underneath it all because if you're living to prove your worth, then you're never going to find it.
1: Right, right. See, it's not to prove them wrong in the fact of, well, see how I did that? Yeah. Because that will be validation. And that is a trap. Yeah. Right? So you'll never get yeah. the validation. Prove them wrong in the sense of, I always knew who I wanted to be. It just, I was afraid of being it.
0: Got it. Okay. So it's the call to authenticity. I want
1: to be my whole Yeah, it's like the call to authenticity. See, you didn't see that, but this is here. I'm glad. And thank you to push me in that way, because otherwise I would have never been able to. I reconnected with my mom when I was 45 years old. 45. Only, what was it, 2015, eight years ago. Reconnected with her, and I needed to fix that relationship why because i will never be able to be the husband my wife deserves if i cannot fix the relationship with my mother why because even if i forgave her and there is still a 20 30 percent of 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 resentment and this that the other it will just pass down to my wife I will never be able to open up fully. I will never be able to stand by her the way she needs me to be. So I need to come clean. I need to open the conversation. I need to go on that journey and fix things. I called my ex-wife, my first wife. I was married at 23 years old. After 25 years, called and said, hey, do you remember me? I am really sorry for what happened. Mm. Because I was... I was a marriage material, I was insecure, I was jealous, I was possessive, I was everything. And this woman was 21, 22 years old, couldn't couldn't dress the way she wanted, couldn't put makeup on, couldn't do anything because I was so insecure and my bravado and everything just, just literally crushed her. Then I found her with someone else. At the time, it was a big deal. Oh my God! How could you this, that, the other? It's you, you, you. Twenty-five years later, I realized. Oh, okay. I'm not condoning what you did, but I do understand why you did. Mm-hmm. That is my responsibility. And so here I am. I apologize. I'm really sorry about that. Right. The moment we own that part of ourselves, the moment we. You know, we were talking about fulfillment just a minute ago. You know, it's like the moment we own ourselves, the moment we become truthful to who we are right now, but also truthful to who we want to become and start to take responsibility for all of the things around us, not people pleasing to get something in return, not doing things to get something in return, but do them because this is who we are. And if we want to do them, great. If we don't want to do them, great. We say, no, no, I'm sorry, we're not gonna do that. And so we're not gonna walk around our life building boundaries everywhere, but we're gonna stay open, letting people know with who we are by the way we shine, by the way we act, by the way we live, that hey, this is who you get. This is this is us. This is the this is the relationship we're gonna have. I'm not closing up to you. Because if I do, you are not gonna get myself. It's like in a couple, right? How many people are are married and how much intimacy is in those marriages or relationships? How much intimacy? Many relationships, very few have intimacy. Why? Because they got hurt eventually, either by the marriage or by something before, and now they trade love for connection. I'm gonna connect with you. I love my kid, I love my dog, my cat, my rabbit, but I connect with people. Because connection is less painful. If something happens, ah, eh, okay, painful a little bit, but not as much as if you love someone unconditionally. Mm-hmm. I then most of us, I would say, my hallucination is that most of us have suffered somehow with love parents early relationships first love betrayal of a friend whatever we all had it and then we say oh that is so super painful i don't want to feel that anymore so uh, i'm going to trade love for connection mm-hmm. and now we connect with everybody but we love very few and by doing that we also stop loving ourselves because how can we we don't love anything else how can we stop how can we do that with ourselves
0: Oh, that's so, a Ru- that's a famous RuPaul quote right there. Right? Is it? <laughs> not, not said exactly that way, but uh, definitely okay. that sentiment. If you can't right. love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, right? But it's we, true. It is true. We are coming to the end of our episode, if you can believe okay. it oh my goodness um yes (laughs) i wanted to give you an opportunity just to share some wisdom with the audience as like a closing closing ceremony closing wise words (laughs) and then we will we will officially end this conversation today at the very least
1: that is that is listen first of all i want to say thank you okay for for providing this space for opening the space for a conversation like this right i appreciate you because i am inspired by you i'm inspired by this young soul that has already such huge huge uh views on on life and the world and what you want to do so for that, I believe the world needs it more than ever. And for that, I thank you and for giving me the time to hang out with you. I had a, a terrific time, by the way. And I knew it would have been because the first time we spoke, um, there was a great connection. Now, one of the things I say when we, when I finish a, a, a retreat, um, I always say to people, remember that everything that is given to you is not for you to keep, but to be shared. What I mean by that is, life gives us lessons. Life gives us lessons to learn, to embody, to go through. And yeah, those lessons are not always easy, but they're needed for becoming the person we strive to be. But then the lessons you have received, they're not for you to keep. Now you need to share them, because these other people. We're all the same, In la You are another myself. I am another yourself. And so whatever you are right now in your life, whatever that is, it is a lot of light, not a lot of light. It is light nonetheless. All you got to do is ask yourself, why is this perfect for me now? Whatever is going on in your life and what matters to me? What truly matters to me, Mm -hmm. right? And ask yourself, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? Am I that person already I just need to open up? Do I need to love more, to see more, to hear more? Do I just need to do more, a little more? Not to show the world who you are, but to show yourself who you are, right? Small little step. Who am I? Why is this perfect for me? And then share, 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 share everything you receive. And if you want to reach out, you can reach out on instagram rodolfo_deangeli um let me know that you are listening to this podcast i would love to jump on a call with you if there is any way i can serve um, anyone anytime so i appreciate you honestly do i'm super humbled and um and thank you thank you thank you can't wait to do this again
0: beautiful thank you so much rodolfo for enlightening us with your incredible wisdom, your incredible journey and this very, very insightful conversation. I'm also looking forward to doing it again. And I also appreciate you being here with my whole heart. Oh my goodness. To our (laughs) audience, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for opening your heart and your mind for continuous growth and expansion. Until next time.